This is uh, like, you know what I've seen a lot of over this Christmas? What? A disarming round. I saw it at your house last night. Yeah. Uh, I saw it while we were doing the, I uh, heard it while we were doing the Christmas tree. Right. I saw it over on, um, when we were at a friend Oki and Matt's house, we were, we always end up watching lots of, uh, for fake Christmas, we always end up watching lots of, uh, those top 50, top 50 Christmas songs. You finish one and then yeah. you go straight to the next one. List, list shows? List shows. Yeah. They were popular in the late 90s, early 90s. Yeah. Apparently some of the channels are still knocking them out. Right. But one of the things I seem to have seen a lot of, yeah. uh, Mel Smith and Kim Wilde. Oh, the Christmas thing they did. Mel and Kim, yeah. Is yeah, it rocking around the Christmas yeah, tree? Yeah, rocking around the Christmas tree. Where he's it. doing, and it starts. Mm. I, <laughs> I don't know if you remember how it starts. No, you know, I saw it in the eighties, a long time ago. Right, since then, But I mean, I, d- I, d- uh, I, don't, I don't know if you, I don't know if you remember how most things with Mel Smith start. Uh, with when he's with his friend Grief Reese. Grief Reese, which is a bit like what we're doing now. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Okay. Is I've been watching a lot of that, and that video. Yeah. It starts with two yeah. blokes, kind of right. looking quite close to each other, looking across the thing. It's making me nervous. You know, talking. That. Very tired. I had a very late emotional evening last night. I can't handle this. Well, no, it's what the deliver the delivery the method. Or- well, it's freaking me out a little bit. Because we're normally across a giant table. It, it wouldn't take much for us to lean forward and we'd be kissing. And I'm not but sure. I'm not your type. You're not my type. I think I'm coming down with a cold scarlet skirt. You're uh, not. I'm just feeling a bit vague and listless. You're not effeminate enough for me. Oh, good. <laughs> It's a bit weird. I think we. I think what we eventually established at the end of last week's yeah. show mm. is that I like. Mm. I've got a, a, a soft, hard. So I've got a spot. Yeah. For uh, boyish women. Yeah. And feminine men. What we couldn't. What we couldn't get you to do last week was pin you down to an actual name or example. Of a person. Yeah, so I'm thinking maybe like Tilda Swinton. I do like a Tilda Swinton, but she's a bit like having my cake and eating it. And uh, what about a Jude Law? No. No. Uh, I, it's very difficult to th- It's very difficult to think of. What's uh, that um, Brian Maloko from... Um, no, I hated him. Placido. Um, I, do, I don't like... I, I don't uh, like men who go on about being... Asexual all the time. So it's like you're just but you're not doing it, you're just telling me it over and over again. Well that's it maybe needs to. His music just released me, you know. I saw him live, I saw placebo live, I did not like them. Oh I'm sorry. They were like a placebo for an actual live experience. It's very funny experience. You've you've used their name and you've kind of you've kind of messed it about. I can't even look in your eye today, I'm finding it I've I've gone a little autistic. We are uh, this is two grown men. The li- you know this already, James. The listener might have accidentally stumbled upon this episode. I switched off when he did this. At, at some point in the distant future, yeah. uh, where somehow magically all data has been. Basically, there's going to be, uh, in the next 50 to 100 years, yeah. people are going to realise shit, all this stuff on the internet is going to be gone when we've no yeah. longer got technology to read it. 
and literally everything mm. on the internet, uh, including all of the audio, mm. is there's going to be a gigantic project to transcribe all of it onto. So, all luckily, we'll have found a planet that's got lots of. It's just a complete forest planet, like the moon of Endor. Or stone. You could do it on stone. Or stone. It's more yeah. permanent, isn't it? That's true. And so someone will be etching all of that stuff, but then all of the uh, all of the audio will be stuck onto like a slightly more permanent version of vinyl, where there's actually a physical. Like on Voyager. Yeah. I don't. There's oh, you mean the ship, right? There's Voyager. a record on not Voyager. the TV program. For no, Voyager. not no, the, not the TV program. There's a record in there of uh, cuts from the seventies. Yeah. I um. It's funny, isn't it? One of the most advanced pieces of technology we've created. The o- the only thing that, that that's man made that's ever left our solar system, and it's got a piece of technology attached to it that most of us laugh at and hipsters revere. That's very strange. Who would have thought when it was launched that um, that uh, records would only be coveted by people with big beards and um, side partings? And you know, older geeks. I like a record. Gonna- Sound engineers. Paul McCartney was saying on the radio the other day. Sound engineers that he talks to always say that their preferred format is uh, vinyl. Still vinyl. Still, See, still vinyl. I because hopefully Amy and I will be moving again soon. The conversation always comes Me. up about how much vinyl, how, how many records we have to move because they're all in, but they haven't come out of boxes. Nick, I've got a joke for you. What? How do you know someone's about to move house? Don't worry, they'll tell you. How do you know if someone has issues with Russell Brand? Don't worry, Nick will tell you. <laughs> That's your one and only mention. You had another mention of him today. Okay, I won't. Uh, I won't. I will not. That will not happen. So uh, I guess. And one of the things that they'll do is because we'll find this planet, and they'll just be like, I know we're running out of trees yeah. on this planet. Maybe it'll be a moon. I don't know. Are you sure? Are you sure we're running out of trees? I think so. Where's your data? Uh, I, there people keep going on about Fine, it on the internet. So multiple sources. Yeah, multiple sources. So we're running out of trees, but we'll find this planet and it'll just be covered in trees. And it'll yeah. be like, do over. We can use as many of these as we want. Uh, we can, if we need to, we can clear cut this whole yeah. damn planet uh, because that's our second chance. It's brilliant. So what you find is because recently yeah. uh, you mentioned hipsters. Yeah. Most people will favour a, a slightly more compact um, and permanent version of audio, like the records. But the actual real hipsters are taking part in this project because yeah. recently they've worked out that you can using uh, using like a variation on record player technology, yeah. you can take a slab of a tree. Nice. Like a slice of a tree, sure. circuit light across the yeah, middle of it, and play the rings. Organic, organic records. And it, and people say oh, it makes beautiful music. Yeah, I mean those people are lying. It's a dirge. It's it sounds like Sigaros if if Sigaros was really hard to listen to. It's good. It has a really deep timber. Ha <laughs> ha, timber. <laughs> you just swap round the because yeah. the, the word sounds the same, but yeah. you swap round yeah. the R and the E. That's what I did there. It's a pun. So the real hipsters who are taking part in that project, because mm-hmm. it'll mean something different there. It'll be the like uh, the, the normal people will want records, yeah, because that's a more permanent thing than yeah. a CD or something. But the hipsters will be like, let's carve it into into a tree, and it'll yeah. be like part of nature. Yeah, and um, artisanal um, wooden records. Yeah. So you might be listening to this on a 
piece of wood artisanal wood artisanal wood record if you come across it by accident and if that is the case I should uh, I should mention that we are two grown men (laughs) 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 this is this is a thing that two men were doing in in uh, in 2014 very late very late very late 2014 in in an effort to uh, uh, really occupy themselves the, yeah. the lie... It, I like doing this because it, it stops the voices in my head that, that scream about my doom to me all the time. Yeah. Just um, just for an hour. Just stay quieted down a little bit. The irony is that I talk to you about your doom quite a lot as well, don't I? You did. You told me not to go near water just after I got out of the bath. That was no help. Yeah. I, and the prediction isn't... Uh, nine, the, the... nine magpies, Nick. Yeah, that's weird. Nine magpies in my back garden. Earlier on. Nicola said, um, what do you think is bringing them here? And I suggested it was the worms living in the dog shit that's almost certainly somewhere in the garden. Amazing. Winter, very hard to clear up dog shit. Yeah. So, it's, uh, how's it go? It's one for sorrow, two for joy, three for a girl, mm-hmm. four for a boy. See, I went, no, that's, that's deep diving. That's not fair on the people who aren't here. Uh, I actually went out with a girl called joy. So that, Number two I know that. has some connotations for me. So one for sorry, two for joy, yeah. three for a girl. She was a girl. Yeah. Four for a boy. She wasn't a boy. She liked boys, though. Um, yeah. Uh, five for love. Okay. Six for marriage. Right. Seven for something, something baby carriage, which yeah. you'd have thought would have been taken account of with the girl and the boy. So that's seven. You're talking about nine. They've got to get married three first. Three for joy, three for a girl, four for a boy. Five for love, six for marriage. Seven for something, something baby carriage. Eight, uh, eight for the first wave of pets. So that would be like guinea pigs and stuff like that. Oh, I think that'd be the, the first wave of regret that you've, you, once the initial lust has died down, there's no actual love and you, you don't actually like each other even. And you've got to stay together for the, for at least 18 years because there's a baby in the house. Eight for ennui. Ennui. Nine for Ice. affair. Mm. Yeah, an affair, yeah, absolutely. Nine for affair or nine for D-I-V-O-R? No, nine, nine, for, nine for an affair, ten for um, uh, regret and recrimination, uh, eleven for divorce. Right, so nine is affair. Right. Right, okay. Okay. I don't really want to have an affair. I, it might not be you who's having the affair. Oh, man. I mean, it might not be. It might be, I mean, your garden is overlooked by... Uh, the the upstairs neighbour, parts of it, yeah, and the, the arguably people your garden backs on it's on. They might not those those mm-hmm. birds might just have been over from someone else's garden. No, 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 it's fair enough. It's at least a dozen people those birds could have been there for. It's just that they converged in my garden and yeah. the dog shit and worms. Yeah, so you might have been a stopover. Yeah, might have been. Alternatively, they might have been on their way to the common. Yeah. Where they were going to infect a whole commons worth of like a whole field of people walking their dogs. Right. Uh, if that's the destination for those magpies, yeah. when they arrive there, yeah. every single one of those people has to have an affair. So when you go home later, the orgy will just be a common. Yeah, the common will just be an orgy. Uh, the although having said that, I've heard rumours that Cemetery Road. The uh, the common is a park in Southampton. In in some ways, it's the the reason a lot of people stay in Southampton. I think because it's nice. 
We've got nice parks in Southampton. Cemetery Road is exactly what you were just about to suggest happens on Cemetery Road. I've seen people leaving bushes, several of them all at once, looking quite shifty. It used to... And it's funny, if you go dog walking and park up down Cemetery Road during the day, I like sometimes, I say to Nicola, let's just sit here and see if someone starts masturbating over our windscreen. <laughs> it used to be it used to be famous for alfresco cottaging. Yeah. But now, uh, with uh, everyone uh, has become much more progressive. Yeah. People have started, no, we've still got a way to go, but people have started to accept um, homosexuality, uh, people are more tolerant of it, and, and other people have been like, well, hang on, why do only gay people get to yeah. uh, have sex with complete strangers yeah. in public? Yeah. So I think there's, I, I think there is famously dogging down there. So when I first got to that, yeah. there was cottaging. We didn't have dogging back then. First place you went? No. Okay. I uh, I I I found out about it okay. later. I was not aware of the common until the Jewish graves got desecrated, which I think was the second year I was here. Bloody hell! This weird thing happens, and this might happen. This might not just be relevant to Southampton. I'm hoping this will be relevant to other um, uh, to other listeners as well, uh, other than the two or three who live in Southampton, um, or the two that are on it. That's you and me. You, me, and Nicola, <laughs> yeah. my wife. Yeah. Um, but when you go to a city, when you move to a city for a very specific reason, mm. rather than growing up there for your entire life, yeah, or even maybe a little bit then as well, and I, I'm using university as an example, you tend to mainly know, certainly for the first few years that you're there, you can be quite um, insular. Yeah. So you'll know the area immediately around where you're staying, yeah. you'll maybe know where the nearest like uh, convenience store is, sure. um, and maybe where the nearest pub is, and you'll know from there to where you study, uh, or, or, or whatever it is you're in that town for, and maybe you'll know the, the route between there and town, unless mm. you're far enough out that you have to catch a bus, in which case you really won't know any of the roads between your house and... Oh. the city centre you'll just yeah. literally know the little area around where you live and people like get very especially if you don't think you're going to be in a town for very long if you're only going to be there for a few years you hope yeah and so uh, and normally when you when you start moving unless you're particularly upwardly mobile or downwardly mobile you'll tend to stick unless you can make a, a real leap to a completely different sort of place you'll normally move around roughly the same area of where like yeah. the same set of streets. And I certainly, I lived in an area called St Mary's in Southampton for a very long time, mm-hmm. for the first seven years I was here, in, in and around it. Mm. And I knew that bit, and it's very near to where I went to university, which is where mm-hmm. we're recording now. And most of the clubs and pubs were very near here as well, yes. I went to. Yes. And so I really only knew the city centre and the area around where I lived, and we'd go and visit people in Bitten for house parties. That's a different parts. Different parts of Southampton. Or on, also a bird. <laughs> or on very rare occasions up nearer to Shirley or up... That's near, another part of Southampton, yeah. not a lady. Um, or up near up the top of Portswood. And you'd go there the once and yeah. you wouldn't know any of the streets and it would be later on in the... It'd normally be early evening and so you wouldn't memorise. So really, you'd only know the little bit of town. Yeah. Now, this... I get to see all this and, and have this thrown into really sharp relief by Amy's experience of town. Okay. Because um, by the time 
I, after I moved out of St Mary's, we started moving around to lots of different. So I started to get a sense of how all of these different parts of town fit sure. together a little bit more, and that's when I became really properly. It wasn't until I had a dog that I really became aware of the common and wow. started using the common properly. I knew where it was, yeah. but didn't go there very often. Yeah. We weren't like we weren't big on going and throwing frisbees. Maybe I, I might have gone there once when I was off my face on drugs with some friends, but you don't really remember. It. Maybe I remember once. A friend of mine who actually was um, from Winchester, but had gone to school. There's a school on the on Hill Lane. Is there a boys' school? No, it's a it's a private school, but it's a St Edward's Tech School. Oh yeah, okay. And he went there, and I think most of the Winchester King Edwards. King Edwards. I think yeah. most of the Winchester guys I knew then went ended up going there, and uh, they were quite well to do. And it happened, it's very expensive. We were once a little bit uh, off our faces with him. This was only my second or third year. And he took us on this trek, this really long trek, and he was telling this story. He was quite a good raconteur, and he was telling us this story, and he was like, I'm just we've gone looking for this place. And he led us on this really m- merry route through the wooded areas. We went off the path and started going through these wooded areas. It, there's, there's parts of the common you feel like you could be in a forest. It's, it's peculiar. It's how boring. Yes. And so he, he took us down this, down this route, and eventually we got to this point and it was a bit spooky. We felt like we were a very long way away from the path. And then he said, yeah, it was here. Uh, this is, this is where we met that guy. And he said that, uh, he said that if we brought some friends here, then we'd be allowed off the, he like basically spun it into this spooky story. Mm-hmm. And it was a little bit, you know, we were, we were in our early twenties, so we weren't completely taken in, but it was a little bit creepy. Mm-hmm. But now that I walked the dogs around there, I'm like, we must, we must literally have been two minutes into the thip- We can't have been that far away from a path at any time. You were never further than a minute away from the path. <laughs> no. Wherever you go in Southampton Common. But, but at the time, and maybe because he'd very cleverly taken yeah. us like around lots of yeah. innerdy bits, but at the time, it seemed like this huge, vast, mysterious place, and then you walk around it with your dogs for a few years, and suddenly you realize it's just a, it's just a really nice big park, isn't it's it? It's a big park. Yeah. And by London, it's not, it's not a big London park. No, I, I, like, I probably like it a bit better than those London parks, though. Well, I think I've said this on the podcast before, but uh, apparently it's the largest green space outside of London in the south of England, so there's a... it's in a city. Yeah, you have to include those caveats. Yeah. <laughs> I think the New Forest is bigger than the Common. We're surrounded... We're sur- with the, the, one of the nice things... Yeah, one of the nice things about Southampton is we're surrounded by a sea of green. Well, the joke is... But also a sea of blue. The um, the joke is Southampton, the best thing about Southampton is how easy it is to get out of it. <laughs> yeah, is that a thing? Yeah, I've never heard that. but it's really a thing. Uh, I'm not sure what my point was. Yeah. I, think I don't know how many people who live actually like it. Southampton? You never, you very rarely hear people go, I really love Southampton. I'm so glad my life's brought me here. I know that there's probably at least one listener who's saying, well, if you don't like it, why do you still live there? Because I'm economically locked into living there. I think we are, and, and it's, uh, like I said about how if you can't, if you're not majorly upwardly mobile, you'll normally stay in roughly mm-hmm. the, the, if you're not suddenly getting an infl- injection of money, 
then you'll stay in roughly the same geographic location. Well, so it's like on a bigger friends, scale, isn't it? My family it? and friends network is here. I might not like yeah. the city. I'm very fond of my family and my friends. Yeah, you have to give up quite a lot. And, yeah, then, yeah, yeah. and unless there's a specific job that you're moving yeah. for, it's very difficult to... I hate it when really. people so glibly write off people's discontent with where they live. I'd like it to be better, and I'd happily join in and, in an attempt to make it better. I'm part of a podcasting artistic artisan community. Yeah, in Southampton. I think we are about a third, maybe two-thirds of all of the podcasts. We're we're two-thirds of all of the culture in Southampton. Yeah, Yeah. I think that's true. Uh, But we're working on on taking over that extra third. (laughs) That's not what's happening. Are we? No, I don't think we are. Um, I don't... I I agree. I think it's I think part of the thing of staying in one place for long enough is that you get to it's like a warts and all kind of thing. I didn't I didn't complain this much about Southampton in the first ten years I was here. That's because I didn't think I was going to stay. I don't, but you, you start to care more about a place when it looks like you're in it in it for the long haul, pers- don't you? Perspective's a strange thing, isn't it? Did you see that um, thing that came out this week about the best towns? in the UK to live in. No. So like the best places to live, and one of them was um, the place near Fleet in Hampshire. Mm-hmm. But I think in the top five was Winchester. Right. Which is the city that I lived in until I was 28? 28 maybe? No, 26. I think I left Winchester. So I was born there and brought up there. Um, and I lived on, I think I've mentioned this on the podcast before, so apologies for I'm repeating myself. But I lived on one of the uh, council estates that ring the city. So you have Stanmore, mm-hmm. which was a large council estate. But they're all built roughly in the 20s. They're part of a sort of... Um, I know um, Winchester was like an experimental community at the time to put poor people in. All right. Um, but it, it was always about... It kind of has um, the feel of a village about it in some ways, um, but a village that's a bit shitty. Because the what, people the, who live there are quite poor. The estates. Yeah. Like, yeah kind okay. kinda, you know, there's like, you know, the central shops and there's a few green spaces, you know, trees on the on the uh, side of the roads and so forth. So it would be pretty if it'd been looked after. Um, by the time the seventies and eighties rolled in, it was looking pretty shabby to be honest with you. Yeah. So you've got Stanmore, um, you've got uh Winnell, uh, and you've got um uh Highcliffe. With the, th- the three sort of major, I mean, we used to, oh, I hate you, because you can't afford win all. But um, I find it really, I find it strange when I go back to, to Winchester, because it was always quite a wealthy city. So you have like the, these sort of um, estates on the outside, when I, when I first, it's a little bit different now because of um, development. But you had these estates on the outside, and you always had to pass through the wealthy parts of Winchester, which, like, the inner city of Winchester yeah. is wealthy. It's kind of reversed to the yeah. big city, which is strange. But um, even now when I go back, I, I find that it's been gentrified even from the Winchester that I remember. You know, like, the best chip shop in Winchester is now uh, a Raymond Blanc Brasserie, oh. for example. And there, there's lots of... When, when we were kids, it was all... Um, the high street was all... It was a joke in, in the town that it's all card shops and banks. And that's literally virtually all the high street was. There was like half a dozen card shops and, you know, about the same in banks again and a few other sort of... Now there's sort of... It's it's become quite diverse. Mm -hmm. And it's weird. It looks like a lovely place to live now. 
Um, they've really made an effort that it's uh, like a go-to destination at Christmas for the Christmas market, um, and it's really cleaned up its act. So I find it really weird that it was always this posh city that I felt out of sync with, but now it's got to the point where it's nice, but I still feel so out of sync because it doesn't resemble the feel of the city that I grew up in. It's very strange. Yeah. But apparently it's one of the best five cities in the, the country to live in, according to this. If you've, if you've got money. I still imagine, I know for a fact living on Stanmore was miserable because, of course, everyone bought their council house, sold it, um, landlords bought their council houses, and now roughly 50% of the population are students who seem to spend most of their time pissing off the people who are trapped them. Yeah, I, uh, which I guess is happening everywhere in... Oh, there's, in, yeah, you walk three parts of Southampton when that's yeah. definitely happens. But Winchester was very... It, it was very weird because I only, I only went there to visit my visit friends who mm. were all go to house parties when one of their parents went away People, yeah. there was a guy who lived who I shared a house with and and uh, whenever his parents were away mm. um, we'd go and have a house party and yeah. actually Alex who guested on one of the very early episodes yeah. of this Alex Dawson um that's where I met him. I think we met at sure. like some of my some of my fondest memories of him yeah. and those parties are kind of tied up in each other. Um, so it's kind of a bit debauched time, but I didn't have a chip on my shoulder about people mm. with more money, and certainly they were kind of mainly just young. Sort of, they had a little bit more freedom than, mm. than I felt I'd I'd had. Mm. And their stories of growing up were quite different from from mine, but uh, I, I didn't really have a, a particular chip on my shoulder about uh, class tourists at that point. Mm-hmm. That happened later when I was a, a little bit later when I was sharing a house with some crusties who, who whose parents were supporting them from the, the the Isle of Wight, and they were also signing on as well. We, um, we, so, used to, we used to manage to leverage that quite nicely. Um, during our, there were an awful lot of, you know, back when we, we, we bump into various crusty types. At the time, my sort of coming of age, my, my, my blooming, my flowering, mm-hmm. you know, sort of 15 upwards for a few years was when they were making the, um, the M3 extension, yeah. which you probably won't remember now, but it, it was, it was one of the early sort of an era of road protests. Newbury Bypass? No. No, that's at Newbury. Yeah, I don't know. Was the M- the M- no, no, the Newbury bypass was really like centred around Newbury, which is uh, north of Winchester, about sixty miles north of Winchester. Yeah, I said anything. I'm sorry. Silly Um So there were a lot of there, there were road press, protests at the time. It was really bizarre, actually. The M3. Here's some uh, interesting road facts. Guys. <laughs> But it was, it was weird. It's like proper man stuff. No, but it, it was weird in so much as you had this motorway, this like arterial motorway, essentially connecting Southampton and the south of England to London. And at Winchester, there was a set of traffic lights. I was uh, Hockley, it was called. Oh. So there was it clearly needed uh, something done to it, but um, the, the Krusties didn't like it. So they, they came into town, uh, at which point um, ecstasy and marijuana became freely available. Mm. So that was a really good time to be to be young because you just go up and see the hippies. And they, but they were all posh. Yeah, well, I mean, that's... Mm. And I, I, the thing is, I think growing up, 
I think I might have talked about I might have talked about the uh, guy I looked up to in the sixth form who was a year above me in the sixth form who used to work in the record shop and um, Mark Nixon who I've recently oh, yeah. like started talking to online again. But uh, I think I think the people who owned the record shop he was at I think they were quite they had a nice yeah. went to a couple of parties at their house they had a nice big yeah. rambling house and stuff like that. But my experiences generally of of more bohemian people were older more bohemian people were generally yeah, a bit pretentious but generally quite nice now that I know a bit more about hippies um, I think there was probably stuff I was missing but um, but then the guys who were my age yeah. who were uh, crusties mm. the ones that I experienced and kept experiencing yeah. and I find this about most of the really bohemian guys especially that are my age were you know, they were. <clears throat> they had the luxury of behaving however the hell they wanted because yeah. they didn't. That they didn't have to worry about income and stuff uh-huh. like that. And I. But my, my my initial experience of Winchester was very much like I didn't have a chip on my shoulder, but it did seem like a really rarefied place. I used to go there for house parties, but also for um, the big fireworks display mm. once a year, and. Because I was only ever visiting friends with nice big houses on mm. nice little quiet estates, and those again, like I was saying about where you end up living, I'd go from we'd get a lift, so you'd go straight from Southampton yeah. to this nice little. I, I didn't even know that there were there were poor people or council estates or anything mm. there until much later on, yeah. and it did always feel kind of like a very out of reach, exotic place. It was like. We get to we get to go and visit this guy's house and have parties there when his parents aren't around. But I'm never going to see this with the natural inhabitant inhabitants in it because we wouldn't be here when his parents are around. See, that's the thing. That's why I think because like, I have got a chip on my shoulder. Yeah. I think part of it is, is as you start to explore the world. No, I'm a bit shabby and I'm a bit common. And you tell people that you come from Winchester, and they assume you must be posh, and you're putting it on. So I have to kind of defend myself and go, no, I'm in common. I just yeah. lived in a town where there's lots of people who aren't. We moved around so much and we had... Um, Amy and I were talking about this the other day. I can't remember, I can't remember who, it, who it was. Some uh, c- celebrity or someone was talking about how they... Sam Neill was on uh, some Sunday... Mo- Sunday morning kitchen thing. He's had a funny career, isn't he? Yeah, but oh, he was good, but he's eclectic. Yeah, he? and he was talking about that, but he was clearly a bit uncomfortable with talking about himself. Anyway, he's one of those, you know, some actors and performers love talking about themselves, and others, the ones who are kind of, I think people, some people go into acting to be very. Look at me, because they're really hungry for attention, and others go into it to disappear into other people. If that makes sense, and I yeah. think that's kind of maybe his thing a little bit. I don't, I don't trust the narcissism of people who sit around and talk about themselves all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Release it to the world. Yeah, it is a bit weird. Might mean once a week's bad enough, but twice, Nick. Come on. But he was ta- he was talking about how because his parents were in the forces uh, in the forces somehow and he was moving around a lot so he thinks that the acting thing partly came out of uh, always having to like work out what the lay of the land was and having to 
get to know new people in, in every new place and work out how and I said to Amy you know maybe that's why maybe that's uh, maybe that's why my personality is a little bit because we moved around a bit and she said well, you didn't move around as much as a Forces family did you Nick and I was like well that's what a wife's for it's to, it's to keep you down to earth isn't it <laughs> Yes. <laughs> she slammed me back down into my chair. That is what a wife thought. Although you were around last night, Nicola does that constantly to me. It's quite funny. Yeah, she's constantly trying to stifle you talking about your sex life in front of uh, me. I don't yeah, know what that's all about, no. Nicola. Way to be approved. He <laughs> <laughs> could get Poor Nicola. He could get a bit silly and um, inappropriate. Um, you watched um, my new favourite programme last night. Getting Doug with High, listeners yeah. of this show and of uh, We Have Issues might have heard of it before. Getting I, Doug with High. I really can't stop watching it now. I am locked into Getting Doug with High. It is my favourite programme. You watched a couple of... Couple I watched of a couple. Time? We were talking through most of them. Yeah. What did you think? I think that I probably couldn't watch that many of them. No. Because it's it is it's very much about it's not like it's not like a Sunday Kitchen where he's doing the cooking mm. but he's talking to people about their lives and stuff. Yeah, it, it's very much talking to people about their lives with it's antics, it's yeah. stoned antics. Yes, and that's kind of fun. But mm. I, I the narrative through line as far as the story circle is concerned, I'm not sure where everyone's starting and everyone's finished. That's a that's a that's a, a coy meta reference to the fact that Dan Harmon was on the two I watched because he yes. loves his story circle. Yeah. I think he was probably sitting there thinking, I'm not sure what my story circle is in uh, at the I'm waggling his feet about. <laughs> He's waggling, I'm doing it a bit now as well. Uh, like Ronnie Corbett. <laughs> the um Well they referred to Lily Tomlin, but uh, yes. it's something we think of as a Ronnie Corbett thing, I think, isn't it? Yeah, I know but I get the Lily Tomlin. Yeah, yeah. But the, uh, the, the no, I enjoyed it fine. They're all nice. I, I, I liked the guests more than I liked the presenter, the, the host. That's not a bad thing. I quite like Doug Benson, but it's not a bad thing. I like the, the guests on that one. I, I, and I appreciated at the time, I thought you were being a bit, you were being a bit silly and oversensitive about the, uh, the, the fancying Sarah Silverman thing. But now in the cold light of day, you were like, oh, should I, I mean, but should I be objectifying her? Yeah. And I was like, and I was like, yeah, I mean, you can't help it. Mm. That's just how she's, she is talented, mm. but she's also attractive. Yeah. Uh, but, but now I'm thinking, she is talented. Yeah. But, but is it diminishing how talented she is for me to think that I really liked her in that little, those little shorts, mm. sitting on that chair with her legs out? I hate to say it, she was wearing short shorts. Oh, she's lovely. I love Sarah Silver. very funny. Very precise. Yeah, oh yeah. But in a way that makes everything she does look completely <laughs> random chaos. Yeah. But I don't think any of it really is. But um, uh, Getting Dug With High is part of the VPN network, the video podcast mm-hmm. network, on which sits Jash. Yes. Which is um, Reggie Watts and Sarah Silverman, which I've discovered through Getting Dug. With high, there's loads of very funny Reggie Watts stuff. Although I did play you a couple of things you hadn't seen before. Yeah, I haven't watched it at all. I didn't no, think the claim I'd seen it all. No, 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 I'm not. I'm not. I'm just saying that, Don't like, prick my pomposity. If I if I mention it now, I can mm-hmm. put it in the show notes. 
See, OK Go. I think, I think, no, you don't like OK Go. Well, we had that discussion last night. Apparently, uh, it's a, uh, it was a surprise that OK Go are a blind spot for me. <laughs> but I don't think their music stacks up with their videos. The music doesn't stack up with their no. videos. But I mean, their music's like, oh. fine. It isn't annoying. It isn't distracting oh, well, from the videos. It's, it's perfectly OK. They did a weird version of the Muppet show. Yeah theme for the Green Album, and it's definitely the stinkiest. I like the My Morning Jacket song. The video. My uh, Morning Jacket is a, it's an act I should like more than I do, I think. The video to the OK mm. Go Muppet thing yeah. is just fun. But I think, that's, I think that's definitely one of those places where they're... Because normally, they're, normally they're, their music's OK, and the video's... Yeah really pick up on the beats in the music but the, but video, the video's something in its own right and it's but all the videos all of them mm-hmm. feature cans of paint swinging from a very long piece of string and splashing out all over treadmills that they're dancing on no that is all of their <laughs> that is all of their albums songs three of their videos feature those things well, one of their videos has loads done. of trained dogs in it it's so fun but the the Muppet Show the version of the Muppet Show song they do I think doesn't really stand alone apart from the video whereas and I, I think um, and given that I've only listened to it the only conclusion I can make is it's a shit version of the Muppet shows, I don't like OK Go. I've got a real bug up my ass about OK Go. Okay, okay, that's fine. Go, go on. Yeah, the, I like the Go Team though. The I like Go Team. Yeah. Well, probably one of the last proper gigs I saw before Amy and I met each other. An old colleague of mine took me to it because I was very skint, and so she took me to see them because she knew I. So I went with her and her partner. I can't remember if I've seen them live. They played one of their last. I think doing their last round of live performances I think they played at the Southampton uh, University Student Union oh yeah and it was pretty I was going to see them in the Union I couldn't make it it was pretty it was pretty amazing and I was at a low ebb at that point but my leb 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 and uh, one of my uh, uh, friends at my old job she was a very nice lady who looked after me quite a lot. I fancied her actually, but she uh, took me to. What a woman that showed you kindness. Well, I, I already. She's a redheaded lady, and she's a, a few years older than me, and very forthright, which are all things that I that appeal to like, that appeal to me. Um, and or, and also at the same time when I was in when I was feeling particularly low about breakup I'd gone through mm. we went out for a drink and uh, and a meal and we're just hanging out and after a couple of glasses of wine she gave you a blowjob in the toilet no but she okay. did tell me that if she was single she that we were just talking about like uh, relationships and attraction mm. and. She said, kind of out of the blue, well, if I, if I was single, I'd definitely fuck you. See, now what? I, and so that stuck in my head after that. I never that really shook that off. Well, it, it, it was what I needed to hear at that particular point in time. Surely what you needed to hear was, let's go and fuck. No, you see... Well, about you, have you, see, you haven't listened to the Teachers of Peaches, have you? Yes. Well, then... 
I think that I we discovered last night that we discovered a lot of things when I visited your house. We were going to record. Nice night, it was a really nice night. We were going to record a podcast. I was worried. <laughs> I was worried that uh, as well we'd end up not recording a podcast. Uh, and I was worried that maybe we used up everything. Uh, we'd maybe talk ourselves out. Yeah, we're doing all right. It was a great podcast. I'm really sorry you missed it. <laughs> we did some great topics. And we did. We did lots yeah. of great topics. It had I, made, a, I made some good comments. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, <bless you. laughs> but, but we established last night that you and I see masturbation in sectors. I mean, mainly you're talking about it from a practical perspective. Like, if you masturbate, mm. that leaves less sexual energy mm. or... Or, or juices, or like actual genetic material to then have sex with later on. Yeah, is that right? Whereas in my head, the two things are so completely unrelated to mm. each other. And for me, at that, especially at that point when I wasn't feeling very good about myself, with with me, um, I have had lots of very good sex. Good for you. But I've had lots of it in which I drastically underperformed. Most of my early, especially the the couple of one-night stands I had when I was younger with girls that I really, really was attracted to. They weren't just, they weren't random people I met. They were, they were people I did quite fancy and I ended up they, they were disastrous and almost entirely disastrous from my side of things. And so actually in my head no, her saying that she found me mm. that attractive, even if now that I think about it, I'm concerned that maybe I was angling for it, but I don't think I was. Her saying that was way more value, valuable to me than a probably stressful... Like, because if it had become an actual thing, and it had become one of those disastrous things, that would be what I was stuck with. Ah, Do you see what I mean? No, I, it, sense, the potential yeah. of it is way better than what no, the no, actual no, thing I, would I, be. I understand that. Through you, through me saying I don't understand something, and then you taking the time to break it down and explain it to me, I now have a better understanding of how you could have been in that frame of mind than I did prior to you telling me that. So that's good. I feel like I've grown and I've learned something. I feel like, like you're getting this I feel like you're getting to something there. Everything you just said, I feel like there might be something meaningful and valuable in there. So what you're, what you're saying is that people cannot understand mm-hmm. each other, yeah. but just by, by talking a little bit, and then talking a little bit, talking to each other, not just at each other. Mm. One person says something, the other person responds, uh, uh, the first person listens, and the, the, uh, a, a, a communication and understanding of ideas can be transmitted between the two people I'm sorry, and they I'm, can have a deeper understanding of each other I'm finding you a very unpleasant person right now so <laughs> I, I can't I can't really continue this, this that, train of thought that is a not fair callback because I can't that was follow part, it that was I'm not part allowed to follow it through that was part of the podcast you didn't listen to last night so it's, it's amazing that we we spent uh, you came over about six yeah um, finally got rid of you you ate a lot of food as well I was quite impressed I did I didn't feel great you had uh, three helpings of spaghetti bolognese and I thought after you had the second massive helping I thought that's, that's alright the rest will do me for lunch tomorrow no Nick finished up the portion I was going to have for lunch I mean because you said it was ok too it was but inside didn't mean it at all Oh, I'm sorry. You should have been more clear. Yeah, I should, should have used your outside. What you should know is fine. I didn't understand what you were saying. We we just yeah. So if you, yeah. you should have no, no, now I understand. 
I, I like it. What I, you know, one of my things is I like inviting people over. I like them to me because I like the compliments. Yeah. It makes me feel good about myself. And you're a feeder. Yes, I am a feeder. You're very much a feeder, so I it's like kind it. of, uh, it's like, I mean, maybe you're sublimating your desire to, uh, eat by, by watching me eat. You're like living vicariously through my bad relationship with food. Whatever. No? I don't know. I, uh, I've got a really bad relationship with food. Really overthink things, <laughs> The food was when you cannot start using this podcast <laughs> as a way of passive aggressively getting at your wife. That's not. That's not I fair. Don't, why, Nick? <laughs> why does everything have to have a label? Why? Why do we have to use that term? Why can't we just accept that sometimes people are shitty with people? They want to pretend they're not, so they try and dress up their shitty comments. Um, with a pretty dress, uh, and then we just, just ignore it, call it shitty pretty dress sayings, <laughs> and then... What was nicey nasty? Nasty nasty, 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 nasty talk, and then we just, we can't, why do we need labels? I don't need to know what this thing I'm leaning on is, it's probably a table, but it doesn't matter. Well, who needs now, tables? Yeah, who needs tables? I just... Tables and labels. Why does it all have to be so complicated, Nick? I don't know. Why, oh, why? Yeah, acting like somebody else, it makes me frustrated. I wish Nicola was here for some of our podcasts, because that was my favourite moment <laughs> of the night last night, when Nicola asked why everything had to have a label, she hates passive. And we had a really good conversation about that later in the night. So the reason you hate it is because our relationship was, I was undiagnosed with my depression at the time. Yeah. Nicola had sleep apnea, which meant she was sleeping terribly. Yeah. So she was ill, I was ill, we were in shit with each other all the time, and a lot of the time it manifested itself in, in passive aggressive behaviour, which I would call her out on. So the reason that she hates it, we'll discuss this, the reason she hates the phrase passive aggressive, is because it reminds her of a time in our relationship when things were really difficult, you know? You, d- and presumably your way of reacting to mm. passive aggression is uh, a kind of actual, direct... If No, I like to see your passive aggression and raise you mine. D- were you being passive aggressive back or were you being aggressive aggressive back? I'm not aggressive, aggressive, I don't, aggressive yeah. Knows. You see, I, th- I, think, I think that is a dynamic that's really similar in, in mine and Amy's relationship. Oh, I'm now. The, my name is probably uh, the, uh, the 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 passive sh- the passive aggressive like that she she'll she'll say say things in a in a, a generally much less direct way. Yeah. But it'll be clear to me what she's mm-hmm. getting at, and you know, and it, this isn't just me imagining it. It will well be that she's normally getting at something a little bit deeper. And I'll get frustrated that she isn't communicating a bit more directly, but also mm. get like frustrated with what she's saying. I think we talked about this before though as well. I have a really long fuse for things that irritate me. She has a really short fuse for things mm-hmm. that irritate her, but her irritation burns a lot lower, like less hot than my irritation. Oh god, yeah. So yeah. she'll she'll be irritated quite a lot and, mm-hmm. and, and like will be and so it's possible that the reason her aggression is passive, maybe, maybe the reason she's passive-aggressive in Amy's case, mm. isn't that she's deliberately being uh, 
because there's something a bit it's not deceitful but there's something and it's not that it's dishonest but you're masking your true meaning with yeah it, it's it, it it feels like well we we've been in our case we've been with each other for seven or eight years we're grown ups we should just be able to talk to each other you're chocolate shit yeah uh, which means you're tricking me into eating shit, which is not like, yeah, if I'm no. going to be eating shit, I'd rather I just knew that was what was on the menu. And the government doesn't want us to be pissed on, and it doesn't want us to be shitted on. No, or shitted in. No. So, don't do it, people. Yeah. Not, and don't dress it up in a dress. Don't dress it up as nicey nasty. Leave it to the, yes. Sweet, dressy, yeah. what was it? I don't know. Leave it to the Germans. Yeah. I say. They've got a word for, um, the word for it over there. Schadenfreude. No. Uh, Passive and aggressive. Oh, okay. Passive and aggressive. The uh, they've got lots of good words for things that we don't have words for. Yeah, but really long, complicated words, don't it? It is. They've got words for things I'm not sure need. What's their word for Schadenfreude? <laughs> I think we've talked about it before, but Schadenfreude is the weirdest thing in the world. Is that they've got a word for that and we don't have a word for that because it's such a it's such an English characteristic or British characteristic, isn't it, Schadenfreude? But we've got maybe three. They, maybe they coined it to take the piss out of us. We've got three hundred words for rain, though. That's true. Um, there's rain, drizzle, drain, pistol, piss. Peeing it down, it's peeing it down. That's Shizzle. three words though. Shizzle. Shizzle for shizzle rizzle. Yeah. <laughs> I was rocking a bit of that with you last night, kids. We were we were on fucking fire. Like. It was yeah. way better than this conversation. It was. This is I, I just I feel really bad. I feel like we're shortchanging everyone really. The I wish I had a series of hidden recording devices around my flat now. Yeah. I Not do. just in my bedroom. <laughs> the uh that's wait, do, do you have an audio recorder in there? Do you know, I got really paranoid because we, um, one ago, the other podcast that we killed, uh-huh. um, we bought a Yeti mic, uh, which we're recording on a Yeti mic now. Yes, it's exactly the same sort of mic. It's similar. Um, mm. And I had it set up, my computer is set up in my bedroom. I did, did I tell you about this? And our friends put their baby down to sleep now after they come down to visit. Oh, and they see the recording. Kind of, yeah, I got really, really paranoid. They thought I was recording their kid. Well, the, the, did you over-explain it to them? I don't think I've Because I, I, I would have done. I'd have said that this is my major malfunction is I'd have... Whereas I think with you, when you feel awkward, you tend to clam up. In my case, I have exactly the opposite re- reaction. Yeah. And I would have... I, they wouldn't have noticed the mic and I'd have come out and said, I'm not recording your child for any sort of nefarious purposes. Yeah. That's just... And, and, and that would then become a thing. No, luckily, I, I noticed after they left... Mm-hmm. And we see them sort of maybe once a month at the very most, but usually maybe bi-monthly or tri-monthly. Mm. So luckily by the time we saw them next time. Is bi-monthly twice in the same month? No, it's every Every month. two months. Okay, right. Okay. The reason I asked if you had audio recording devices in there is I've only been able to find the uh, the video feed without sound on the internet. Oh, right, no. So I, so I see you guys. I I know where the conversations end yeah. up, yes. but I don't know how the conversation that's, went to begin that's with. That's a premium upgrade. Right. Oh, see, I didn't. I haven't. I haven't. Uh, you haven't given me your Patreon address. No, I should set one up. The room we're in, uh, listener. I may have a bit of trouble isolating that. If uh, James and I just stop talking for just a second, that noise. There's a noise. It's a fan noise. I might not be able to isolate it. 
we can and we've got this giant screen unnecessarily big screen yeah. that James and I can both see our sound waves on I can't normally see the sound waves and it's really distracting me because I also know exactly how long we've been recording for as well. Yes. So I'm getting close to the point where I say, tell them, Steve, Dave. <laughs> um, that's a podcast reference. Podcasts are in at the moment. No, Serial's finished, so that's it. Podcasts have had their day. Well, I... We should uh, do a video podcast. That seems to be what all the trendy kids are doing. But then that's a video podcast. They're both sucky, though. Well, um, That hasn't really stopped any of the people on... Only really... Sarah Silverman was... Yeah, exactly. But the uh, bless him though, he's he's a notorious stoner, and Nick wanted to know what was wrong with his eyes. <laughs> he's stunned all the time. That's what's wrong with his eyes. I just feel like video podcasts are a different thing, you know. I don't, I don't know. But yeah, the, Do you the think thing is a third dimension to the performance. The thing about uh, cereal is that it's nice with milk. Is that it has given lots of people. Uh, the, the, basically the good thing about this being the time of podcasts right now yeah. so the whole thing with Ricky Gervais a few years ago that was a misstep is that a false dawn yeah I think so so we're, we're in the dawn of so what that means is that now I, I mean you as well I'm in the position of uh, because podcasts are in now everyone's doing their top 10 podcasts of the year so something I'm doing creatively yeah. gets to be left off left off top tens that there weren't top tens podcasts rightly what rightly left rightly off? left off yeah no absolutely you know the thing about Gervais though was was the thing is his model wasn't workable in the end because he ended up with the 69p podcast didn't he yeah and I don't think that any podcasters other than Ricky Gervais necessarily have the traction to not yet. Charge sixty nine p for a podcast. So I think it's taken, it's taken this long for people who are good at it to work out how to make money out of it. It's fine once there's only, it's fine when there's only one or two people and they're famous mm. doing it. But yeah, you're right that like because advertising is a lot more prevalent in podcasts now than it was. Talking of which, uh, this week's show is brought to you by Loot Crate. Please send me some free Loot Crates. Loot Crate, the crate that has loot in it. Can you explain to me a little bit about Loot Crate? Yeah, well, Loot Crate's a subscription service, Nick, where uh, you sign up and give them your address, and they send you a box, a mystery box of geek stuff, every month for only $500. $500 a month? A month. But there's at least $350 worth of uh, <laughs> merchandise in each box. So it's a great deal. Loot Crate. Please send me a Loot Crate. Uh, we've, uh, I, I just want to, for my daughter. I just wanted to, uh, Groot, I am Groot. Blam, I murdered you. The, um, the, uh, the room we're in, James, I don't know if you noticed, but it's, uh, yellow. It's, it's, this is, this is a meeting room that we tend to have at, at work, that we tend to have our little meetings in. It's right opposite, yeah. uh, the, uh, across the corridor from where my office is. But to get to this, this, this has a little shared, um, shared porch with a counselling room which is where I thought we were going yeah so you always you can't that would have been more apt we should have because yeah. I think there's a nice comfy chair in there and you, you always uh, the, you know whenever you walk past a glass mm. a door with a glass bit in yeah. the, the, t- the tendency I think for most people is to glance in that yeah, direction and you always whenever you come in here if there's someone in there yeah. it's supposed to be private yeah. so because it's proper counselling 
So I thought that like... I'm not just pretending so. What no, the sort I'm taking? Uh, well this, I mean... Is that what you're saying? No, the sort you're taking is proper counselling. My counselling have really uncomfortable chairs. Uh, so anyway, that's that segment. Uh, can we just uh, quickly talk about... Um, I want to talk to you about Audible. Have you heard about Audible? Yes, I love Audible. It's excellent. Audible. Audio wherever you are. There, uh, it's, uh, I don't know if you, because I know that, like, we don't like to read more. Obviously, we yeah. don't like to read more. I just that on you a little bit, no, sorry. I can see, I can see the result of the spittle. It's formed a little, <laughs> it's slowly, slowly dissolving into the fibres of my hoodie. Please don't get murdered on the way home, because they'll find that that'll be DNA yeah. evidence. Yeah, well, after last night, I've got that all over. I haven't watched my junk since. The one thing, the, the one thing that I, and no spoilers, but the one thing I really learned from listening to all of Serial, because I loved it, yeah. but the one thing I really learned, two things. One I already knew, which is people really, really value their time. Like... They watch. Uh, it's difficult to imagine there was once a time when people just used to tune into Magnum PI once a week for forty minutes and Night Rider once a week for There's forty a new minutes. Magnum cast out, by the way. I uh, listened to it, but that's always a good. They thing. just finished their first season, didn't they? The first season of the show, I think. I haven't listened to it. Oh, um, they. The I already said I hadn't listened to it, and then you put me on the spot. Sorry, sorry. About no, the show no, there were no tweets about it. So I don't um, see every tweet. So the, no one the, tweeted back about my smug onions yesterday. So the one thing onions. <laughs> the one thing, yeah. So it's hard to imagine there was once a time when people just used to tune in and watch a twenty-minute show or a forty-minute show yeah. or listen to something and go an album, which is about forty yeah, minutes. Yeah, while they were doing something else. Yeah, uh, like well, TV and radio and podcasts because they're like free at point of like you getting them. The um, and, uh, <laughs> Nick, you're getting too technical for me. You're going to have to step down a bit, break it down a bit. For but me. like, and and then the serial, I think, was ten episodes or twelve episodes. They vary between I think forty and forty minutes an hour. I'm going to say yes. You you download each one to your phone. So there's a tiny little bit of bandwidth, mm. but then you choose whether to listen to it or not. And people seeing people go so quickly now it's like it used to be you'd watch a couple of seasons of a show before mm. people would be desperate to talk about it jumping the shark and going oh this one was a bit of a waste of time and stuff but people have got it down to like three or four episodes Brilliant. now it's really impressive we're saving a lot of time mm. on our disdain for God, things we must be flying through a galaxy on the back of a shark yeah with a unicorn horn we are but I think once you've got the unicorn in there you, it's like you've gone back around I suppose so. and the whole thing is about jumping the shark and that's your thing so I think we're okay but so there's that and also the other thing I learned from uh, from Serial and I kind of already knew this but but listening to a show that d- digs into so much detail mm. about it is that uh, because uh, for anyone who doesn't know it's about murder investigation there is a man who's been in prison for the last thing 15 years or, or or something and, it, and it's kind of looking into how likely it was that he did it and then mm. they do interview him and stuff is that whether he did it or not mm. the thing I really learned from it and it was something I'd kind of been aware of was you really don't want to be accused of a murder to the extent that they put you in prison no. because like and if you have and if you are you want to make sure you're guilty because mm. it's really really especially if you've got mm. a bad memory like I have it is really difficult mm. to prove mm. that you 
didn't do something, if there seems to be circumstantial evidence my that you did... My memory's worse than yours, so I mean, it's the main reason I never leave the house. It's like, where were you on the night of... Well, I don't fucking... I don't know where I was. I, to be honest, I'm, mm. I know where I was last night because I went out of the house, but most nights, I don't know. I can't really very clearly remember the journey I made to get here. No. No, that's because I put a blindfold on you as soon as you came into the building and started walking you down lots of different... Yeah, I felt quite anxious. So uh, so anyway, uh, everyone's very busy. Uh, we know everyone's very busy, uh, even though they want to read. So Audible's a solution for that. You yeah. Can, uh, yeah. It's basically, they get stars. They get really famous people. Stephen Fry. And other, and other good people. Uh, yeah. They To read out their own books or other people's yeah. books they're like dramatised it's like almost dramatised versions yeah. of things um, and uh, and today we can offer you a free download from yeah. Audible uh, only available to people in the US I'm afraid yeah. to listeners in the US uh, to get your free download what you need to do is listen to uh, a different podcast yeah. probably doesn't matter which one just just cast yeah. in there you'll find one uh, and use their offer code to get Or free. alternatively, um, navigate to um, the Pirate Bay forward slash 2GM and just type in any any podcast or, or audio that you wish to listen to. Probably be there. Well, Don't on, type in the 2GM bit because it won't work. More on the subject, what if what if you've got to your computer yeah. and you've opened up your browser, you know that much, mm. you've opened up your browser yeah. and then you don't know, no, 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 where do I, what do I, do I go to Google, do I type stuff in there or... How do I find websites? Somebody's given me a URL. I don't know what a URL is. But if you've got any training needs like that, yeah, you need lynda.com. Lynda.com has video uh, tutorials and, and uh, transcripts of all of those yeah. tutorials to show you how to do all of the basic stuff and some more complicated stuff in a really easy, idiot-proof uh, guide Nick. format. Nick. Yes. Do you like nuts? I do. Do you like to put them in your mouth? I really do. I had some nuts earlier. Really? Yeah. Were they from a graze box? Uh, no, they weren't. Oh, we're not allowed to get graze boxes delivered to work anymore. All oh, right. Well, you should uh, you should get one because they put nuts in your mouth. <laughs> graze box. Put some <laughs> nuts in your mouth. So anyway, graze box and loot crate. Oh please listen! I want a free loot crate. The other thing, uh, the other thing I realised—six years of podcasting—and this is the point where I break down and start begging for stuff. <laughs> it's been my long game all along. <laughs> you, you, on the previous podcast that we killed, the mm. Momcast, and um, you fiercely uh, reacted against. Yeah. Anything as sincere as like cross promotion or anything like that. Nick, you get very you, uncomfortable. You of all people should know that that is a character I play on that. All right, on that podcast. It's acting. Oh, okay. The other thing I learned last you night. Understand. After after years now of listening mm. to Harmon Town the podcast and never really, I've seen pictures of Dan Harmon. I love mm. Dan Harmon. Uh, I've seen pictures of Dan Harmon. I've never actually seen yeah. him on. Camera and he was in those two two episodes of getting Doug with High, and mm. we talk, talked a little bit before about how I, I kind of I love Adam Buxton, but at, at the same time in the back of my head I kind of I, I like the the there's not in a, in a few of the double acts I um, I enjoy 
there's like a shorter, slightly more intensely angry and neurotic beardy guy, and uh, I, I can't help but I, I can't help but identify a little bit with that kind of. The, the, I'm already halfway there. I'm I'm short and I've got the beard and and sort of I kind of think well maybe I'm the Adam Buxton's and maybe I'm the uh, the uh, Anthony Carboni of, uh, of the uh, like. Those, those like good looking, they're a bit intense and difficult, but like they're actually, uh, there's a genius behind there. No. Uh, and I was watching uh, Dan Harmon's, um, he's a bit schlubby, but I knew that anyway, and he'd admit that. And, uh, and I already knew he was a little bit self loathing, but the amount of physical mannerisms mm. when he's on camera and not on his own stage, and, I actually and when he's have. Super stoked. Well, yeah, that's true. Uh, that I actually have mm. are just, it's, the amount he crosses, he does that arm crossing thing. That like, it isn't. I'm doing it to show James now. It's like Nick is essentially hanging the buffalo stance. It's not. It's not. Uh, it's not like arms crossed in a confident way that yeah. somebody might do consciously. It's that kind of hugging holding yourself yeah. and the nervous energy with his legs. And at times, I noticed he was kind of like scratching the. There's a there's a moment in the American Splendor movie where uh, where. Uh, Harvey Picar's Harvey Picar meets his uh, the, the woman who's going to become his wife face to face for the first yeah. time, and she's talking to him about how uh, she sort of talks about how she didn't know what to expect because he's drawn in different ways. In the, and so she looks around the train station or whatever I think yeah. it's a train station, and she sees two or three different animated versions of him as, mm-hmm. as if, if done by different artists. And I think it's the Robert Crumb the Robert Crumb version of him, I'm not sure. He looks kind of like not not like great not grotesque, but just like kind of sunk into himself a little bit and he's scratching he's his deflated. head nervously. He's a deflated human being. And I'm the couple of times we've done video, like when we did the mm-hmm. pot noodle pepperoni thing, I've seen myself in video and, and then seeing Dan Harmon, I'm like, shit, that's just these are not the these are probably the characteristics that he's not really very happy with. Mm. And those are the ones that I'm I'm not charming at all. Well, I don't know. I find you quite charming. so twitchy. I mean, I find all sorts of things charming. How do people not notice that I'm this twitchy? Oh, everyone notices. Oh, they do? Oh, yeah. good. Well, that's a relief. Tell them, Steve, Dave. The time's completely wrong on that, isn't it? It is, but up the top. That's We've been great. going for an hour and six minutes. That's about half of the course. I think it was all fucking gold though. You've got to leave all of that in. Lucky you. Happy Christmas, listener. We didn't talk about Christmas at all. Have you done everything you need to? Yeah, we're on top of it. I'm having a great Christmas. Um, we've done everything we need to and now we're just like seeing friends. It's lovely. We've, we've had um, we had some Nicholas friends over during the day on Sunday. You over yesterday. Our friends Paul and Hayley and seeing um, Jane from the Mom Cart by the We Have Issues podcast and uh, her life partner Steve tomorrow's. See a bit of family. It's just it's the nice part of Christmas now when you're seeing people and having a nice time. I like it. I'm a little bit worried about Christmas because we've had two uh, preemptive Christmases already, and Noah was a little bit. He was okay, but a little bit under the weather for the first one. He was very. He was really ill and grumpy for the second one on Saturday. But he and Amy are away at the moment, and I'm hoping he'll feel better for actual Christmas because he's still at the age where it's all a bit of a. Doesn't really get it, yeah. 
But like, if he's... But he reacts to stuff. He's at that nice age yeah. now where he's reacting to stuff when he opens it. So that's cool. But if he's sad as well, it's just going to be the worst thing. It's horrible when they're ill. Scarlet's well, not very well. At no, moment, she's, she's as ill as we've seen her. I think we, like a year and a half ago, she had mumps. And that's mm-hmm. the last time she's been like this. But she seems so much older and more self-aware. So actually, she, I mean, she was in, in my, my and Nicola's bed when I left today for the week. She hasn't really got up and... Because she's at an age now where everything's done at full speed. Yeah. She either runs there or she doesn't go there at all. Mm-hmm. It's just sort of the only thing I've seen her do really is trudge from the sofa to to our bed to go and lie down. So fingers crossed, it's going to burn through her pretty quickly. and She'll be okay for Christmas Day. We had ten minutes of hide and seek when I got there yesterday, but then she was she very was stuck. Sad. Yeah, she came down very quickly from it. She sort of she was sinking during the day. And, I think by the time she went to bed, it was pretty clear she was feeling awful. Yeah, and you were saying that she's with Noah. He's just totally. Yeah. The, it's like they're only reacting to the. They're only reacting yeah. to how they feel physically. Mm-hmm. But you were saying that that she's old enough now that emotionally well, there's, she's. There's an emotional element. She feels sorry for herself. Yeah, which she hasn't done previously. <laughs> Well, that's she sort of lie there and sort of whimper a little bit, which is sort of oh darling, oh, can you can't cuddle her because she feels sore from the cold. Oh bless her! So yeah, it's nice to get away from that. <laughs> I have to. I, I, feel, I genuinely want to rush back. I feel really no, bad. Fine. Amy's uh, Amy's uh, away, so I'm going to be wrapping presents tonight. So remember. Well, I mean, I'll fit it in. I'll try not to get. I'll try to split the two out. I had from to masturbate. We ran out of sellotape. <laughs> Got to buy some magic tape. It, it goes clear. Does it? You, yeah. It, it, you, if you do it properly, it goes clear. Does it come at a premium? <laughs> I might be a bit too OCD to wrap presents, though. I don't suppose you've got a stationary cover. You can nick a roll of sellotape for you from around here somewhere. Again. No. Oh, that sucks. Um, listener, have a Merry Christmas. Yeah. If you can manage it. If you've had a bad year, nobody's going to... Nobody's going to think any less of you if you just uh, stumble through it like a zombie. I hope you have a a lovely Christmas. And uh, if you don't like it, I hope you have... uh, uh, Christmas has as little impact on you as possible. Yeah. Uh, Stay stay safe. And let's be careful out there. Ho, ho, ho. Tell him, Steve, Dave. (laughs) (laughs) I always had to the last one.